Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the True Creator Podcast. I am uh, jumping into this today. I have been jumping into this in my life, and I wanted to share with you what I've been experiencing. And before I really get into the topic, I want to reiterate something that I have said a few times before, and that is that just because somebody does something (laughs) doesn't mean that it's easy for them. There is a common misconception that um, when we see someone doing something, that the reason that they can do it and the reason that they are doing it is because it's easy for them. And I have found with myself specifically that that's not the case. Um, and that misperception, that that idea that somebody's doing something because it's easy, it does a couple things. One, it separates us from being able to do it ourselves. So if we see someone who is really out on a limb and expressing new things, we think, wow, they're brave, but I'm not. And the second thing that it does is it separates that person from us, right? So I'm, I am saying two different things. I know it sounds similar, but it's actually separating that person and saying that they're different and there's something that I don't have. And, and not only that, but they are um, somehow, you know, different or unreachable or anything like that. And especially for this particular episode, I want people to opt in. I want people to recognize in themselves what's really going on. And um, so (laughs) I'll dive right in and just, you know, I wanted to remind you guys that this has been, this has been difficult for me to dive into. This has been something that I've kind of gone back and forth. It's been both really fun and interesting and just so fascinating. I'm telling you guys, and I'm sure you know for yourselves, this path of awakening is so incredible. (laughs) It's never ending. Um, There's just always something more to learn and it's really fascinating, but often it pushes those edges of what we're comfortable with. And I've definitely been pushing the edges within myself. The beautiful thing is, and, uh, you know, maybe this goes back to what I was just saying, it's become a bit easier for me to go into these realms because I've had some practice because I have jumped into the deep end pretty frequently in my, you know, personal path since my awakening. Um, and you know, since my original awakening, I'm, I'm still going through it. Right. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. So, um, I have some practice and, you know, in that sense, I think I'm really blessed in the fact that I am so often compelled to push through things that are difficult And I feel really blessed in that because I do see a lot of people not wanting to push through. And um, it's definitely just fine, each of us following our paths as we feel we want to, because that's what it's all about. We're creators and we are here to make our own choices. And there is no right or wrong. Um, 
So, you know, we can do whatever we want truly, but, um, you know, I, I feel grateful that I am so often compelled to move forward in a direction that might for a lot of people, you know, stop them in their tracks and say, I'm not continuing, um, you know, because there's so much unknown in this path and there, and, and I don't even want to say path. I know I introduced on this podcast, um, probably three or four, maybe a few more episodes ago that I was shown there is no such thing as a path. It's not a thing. It's something that we make up so that we can satisfy that desire that we have to fulfill, which is a thing. We do predetermine certain things to fulfill, but there isn't one path to get there. And there isn't really even a destination. It is far more open-ended, far more quantum than that. We are investigating. And so, okay, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. I have a tendency to do that. That's why I make notes because I tend to dive right in, (laughs) just like I do in life. So what I'm talking about today is um, exploring the fine line between enlightenment and being psychotic, going crazy, being mad, uh, being a psychopath. Uh, Those are pretty strong words. So, you know, um, listen at your own at your own comfort level, (laughs) Um, because, you know, this actually might be a little bit triggering for some people. It has been for me. It's hard to go into these realms. The reason that I've been interested in this is because so much has been revealed to me over the course of the past seven years since I initially went through an awakening in 2012. And, um, I was, I've really been shown, you know, things just blew open for me. And through this process, I've been shown that it's all about choice, that there isn't really a right or a wrong. That's duality that we're moving beyond duality and beyond duality. It's purely choice and freedom. And it, it brings to mind the question. And I remember a friend said this, you know, we had a, a channeling circle for a friend's birthday and, um, you know, this idea, this concept was introduced again, that there is no right or wrong and we're all making choices. And the, the question that came out of that is, well, then what keeps us from being, um, a psychopath? from from just making choices based on our own interests and uh you know if nothing matters and we can make any choice that we want what keeps us from being totally crazy um also in the realms of enlightenment in the realms of awakening there is a fine line between bursting through the veil that holds us in this human capacity that holds us in believing that this experience is real. And if we burst through that, do we just lose our minds? Do we just, you know, what happens? What keeps us from that psychosis? These are questions that although I feel um, 
the understanding of what keeps us from that, I have needed to actually explore it in my own life. And it's been coming up a lot recently. And I've been so curious, you know, I've just, I've kind of been asking myself why. And there's been a couple times where, you know, I've called uh, Wind, my husband who lives in Bali, um, my twin flame, because we're separated. I guess I should put it that way, but we're, you know, twin flames were incredibly close. And I've called him and just cried, like, why am I exploring this? I don't understand why I feel the need to explore this. Why am I compelled? And I had one of those moments just earlier tonight. And um, sometimes I slip into this. Again, I've talked about this in other episodes. I slip into um, sort of this lucidity in my day-to-day life where things become very malleable and that happened again today. And I also want to say, you know, um, I just started my period. I just started my cycle and that puts me more into a lucid state. It puts me more into the state of, um, you know, sort of like more flexible, the impermeability of life. And so it's, it's kind of a really good place for me to be right now, to be opening up and just diving deeper into exploring this. But I was crying and I, I just said, why, why do I need to understand this? Why is this something that's being presented to me to go into? Because I really, it feels kind of scary. You know, you're questioning the nature of reality on an incredibly deep level. And some of you have been through this. Um, Others of you are tiptoeing around it. Uh, wind likes to say that I'm tiptoeing around it, but it feels like I'm diving in, um, you know, and I guess that coming from someone who dives in head first without a helmet to most things, <laughs> I, I know that I am pacing myself, but I'm still going pretty quickly. So, um, as I was, you know, kind of mulling through this with wind and we had a pretty good discussion around this and, I made the discovery of why, why I'm doing this. And it's not just, it is just for my own growth. It is just for my own understanding, but it's also because I am a sexuality teacher and I have often compared, excuse me. I have often compared sex to plant medicine because When we dive into the realms of sex and sexuality and our sexual energy, we are going to the root. We are going to the reptilian brain. We're going straight in to the area where we are incredibly vulnerable. This is life or death. At least that's what it feels like because it is literally how we create life and um, the, the death cycle very, very much connected to that sense of sexuality and, you know, our, our, um, root chakra, you know, totally connected to life or death survival, all of these things, you know, we connect to that reptilian brain, like I said. So we're just, we're really going to the base, the basis of what we believe to be our reality when we're diving into sex. And, 
you know, I'm sounding really serious. I'm hearing myself right now sounding really serious. Often sexuality is so much fun. It really is. But in order to get to that point, I myself have to go all the way into discovering the depths of it because I have to go where I want to take each of you. I have to go there. And, you know, like I said, I've often compared sex to plant medicine because of where it can take you. And so in a sense, I am acting as a shaman, taking people into realms that are sometimes scary, sometimes terrifying, sometimes completely feeling like they're very unknown. And there's this sense of, you know, diving into that deep end. And I myself need to know how to bring people through that. So I need to go through it. Um, you know, and so, you know, if I'm going to be acting as someone's and I don't call myself a shaman, I don't identify with that term, but if I'm acting as someone's essentially sexuality shaman and I'm taking someone into these deep waters of the unknown within themselves, I need to know it. I need to really trust myself in those realms in order to bring you there. And so I'm kind of going farther than I've gone before. And um, I'm not talking about specific acts. I'm talking about in my consciousness around it. So I want to back up a little bit. And I want to ask the question just to kind of set the stage, because this is something that's very, uh, I think, misunderstood, even in our current culture of massive awakenings across the board. What is enlightenment? What is enlightenment? There's still this perception that is a bit uncomfortable for me to sort of knock down, but I very much feel like it's going to do us all a lot of good to understand what enlightenment really is. And uh, this will help us know that there's so much more beyond enlightenment as we have previously known it to be. There's so much more. <laughs> there's so much more. It's endless, really. So what we have previously known of as enlightenment is the conscious understanding, the consciousness of life beyond duality. It is the consciousness of duality collapsing or duality unifying. And it is oneness consciousness. That is enlightenment. Sometimes we call it Buddha consciousness or, you know, Christ consciousness because these beings have in the past, these are the ones that we said, you've reached this state. And there are a lot of beings that have reached this state. However, it was very rare before our current time. It was very rare. And that's why we know of the Buddha. That's why we know of Jesus. Whether or not you believe that these beings actually existed, that's why we know of them. Because at least the story around it is that they reached a state of enlightenment. And a state of enlightenment is consciousness beyond duality. It's consciousness beyond the idea of right and wrong. 
which is really, really simple. Isn't that so simple? And with that definition, how many of you have actually reached enlightenment or had moments of enlightenment, glimpses of enlightenment? This used to be so rare. And now it's very, very common. We don't know. And maybe we're not giving ourselves permission because we're afraid that the ego is going to get involved, which, hey, valid, you know, that's fine. But we don't allow ourselves to think of enlightenment as something that people as mere mortals can reach. We think of it, we need to reserve that for our teachers and for the gurus and for the people who are uh, purported to, you know, purportedly gurus who are telling us that they're gurus. We separate it from ourselves. But I would guess, just like I was saying at the beginning of this um, podcast episode, I would guess that many of you have reached that state, at least momentarily. And so I'm kind of trying to take some of the steam out of it. I'm kind of trying to bring it a little bit closer to home because the reality is that so many of us are having moments of enlightenment and are living in enlightenment more and more. It's become a regular state not regular. I don't want to maybe put it in that category, but it is becoming what we're, it's the age that we're in. We are in the era of the true creator. True creators are operating outside of duality. And that's because they're present. We are present. And when we're in the present moment, we're naturally out of duality. It's just the natural function of the spirit to be in oneness consciousness and duality is, is really something that serves us. It is what we've built this world on. It's part of the physical experience. So it's not that we never exist within duality. It's that we see beyond it, that we understand beyond it and that we often operate in that multidimensional awareness of I am a physical being. I exist within the realms of emotions and duality in the mental realms, in the, um, you know, collective consciousness realms, but I'm also in the oneness consciousness. So we operate amongst all of these levels. Okay. So then what do we say? You know, in my book, I say, what is the point of living? Um, and if you haven't heard my book, it's called The Era of the True Creator. Um, and I'm going to read you this one part. Um, it's on page seven if you have a copy. As awe-inspiring as it is, it is important to know that this global awakening is just the beginning. Enlightenment is not the end goal. It is simply a stage in our progression as souls in human form. The various states and stages of enlightenment are now being reached by multitudes of people across the world, and yet humanity continues. As our inner duality unifies and we each move further into our higher consciousness state, often a dilemma arises in the mind. What will we do with ourselves now? Through our global awakening, we are guided toward previously unknown realms. We are moving beyond karma and beyond being stuck within the karmic wheel or the game of reincarnating into new human bodies 
with the baggage of past lives, lifetimes needing to be fixed and righted. In our awakenings, lifetimes upon lifetimes of suffering and incongruencies are collapsing and transmuting into a quantum moment. We are instantly healing soul timelines and genealogical timelines simply by piercing through the veil of the lower density dimensions into the higher dimensions where these karmic laws do not exist. And yet, we've never seen beyond this point. With our still limited understanding, we may worry that these shifts towards peace, non-attachment, and divine love will somehow make us boring, homogenized, or not full of passion for life. If we, I'm skipping ahead a little bit. Uh, oh no, I don't want to skip this part. <laughs> Likewise, those of us who feel a strong sense of purpose in the new can get stuck in the illusions of being of the light, not really letting go of our duality or sense of right and wrong because we don't want to lose our purpose. Aren't we here to change the world? If we believe there is no wrong, why do we feel compelled to bring change? The key is to know that there is not, nor has there ever been, anything wrong. It is simply time. Time for the new. Time for us to stretch our abilities and co-create from a higher level of consciousness with deep gratitude and love for all we have previously developed. It is a new era, and a new form of creation is now necessary, and it will not be boring, homogenized, or lacking in any way. It will be fun. All right, so after reading all that, let me tell you, it is fun. It is so fun to explore these new realms. It is so interesting. It's not always easy. <laughs> it's not, but it is really, really fascinating. So what is the difference? Let's move on to this. What is the difference between enlightenment and being a psychopath? I remember toward the beginning of my awakening, I guess it was, you know, maybe just a few years ago, actually. Um, I think it was when I was living in LA and uh, Wind and I were both living there together and I was channeling and I remember seeing both of us laughing in my channeling and I saw that at some point in the future we would be so in understanding and in consciousness of life beyond duality that we would find everything really really funny absurdly funny so again, have you felt the absurdity of reality? Have you tapped into that craziness? <laughs> I saw during this channeling that we would be so connected to that absurdity that we would be laughing all the time and that people from the outside would think they look really joyful, but they also look pretty crazy and that we would just be full of this ecstatic joy and playfulness because we would deeply, deeply understand the game of life and the absurdity of this game. And that state beyond duality that I saw us in, I thought, well, that's going to be really funny. <laughs> How are we going to have any friends, <laughs> you know, if we're just these crazy people laughing at reality? 
even laughing at the sadness, even laughing at things that others would find difficult or, you know, somewhat disturbing that we were laughing at it, that we would be laughing because of the absurdity of reality that we were cued into. And that has stuck with me. Um, the feeling behind it was so pure and so joyful that I don't worry about it. But it was a really interesting thing for me to see that I would get to that point. And, you know, as I've been saying, my, my being compelled to explore beyond what's comfortable for me has naturally led me into into this place where I'm really exploring some of this. And so, you know, the question that I've been asking and really I've also been saying, all right, um, the all that is, all right, universe, all right, higher self. If I'm going to be dipping my toe into these waters, I want it to be full of love. I want it to feel good because it's kind of scary. And as I was sitting there this evening, feeling into this, really wondering what is the difference. And I'm having these moments of lucidity where things in my environment are sort of speaking to me and it feels like reality is very malleable, you know? And so I'm just sort of listening on that full consciousness level, um, which, you know, to describe that further, I don't know if if what I'm describing is clear, if you haven't had this experience, but it sort of feels like you're high. It sort of feels like, for me, it feels like I'm on drugs because reality is just very non-static <laughs> and, um, and, and hyper, hyper real is another good way to describe it. So it's not, it, it wasn't very, very strong this, this evening, but I do slip into that periodically. And so it was sort of mild and it was pretty comfortable tonight, which I was grateful for. And um, it just really revealed itself to me that the difference is, and it's so interesting because it makes me want to cry, the purity of it. The difference is how pure it is. And this is the realm of true love, which many of us still don't understand. I even have a hard time understanding it, even though it's been shown to me again and again, because this realm of true love is really beyond duality. And it's so pure. I'm having a hard time speaking this without crying because I can feel the purity of it. And so the difference between enlightenment and being psychotic or a psychopath who doesn't care about people is the purity of it. It's the purity of that divine love. And the misconception of divine love is that it's nice or that it shows up in a very specific way that makes everyone around you feel good. But the truth of it is 
that the more pure I become, and I'll just apply this to myself and you can apply this to yourself, the more pure that I allow myself to become, the less impurity I can give to others. So people pleasing doesn't really exist at all in this realm of enlightenment. It doesn't. And that's where we misunderstand what love really is. Because when we're in pure love, we're not necessarily giving other people what they think they need. We're giving to other people of this purity. And sometimes that purity is actually uncomfortable for the human realm because we've been living in literal craziness. We've been living in our maladjusted attempt to apply some sort of sense of right and wrong to this reality. And when we let ourselves slip out of that, it's very scary. And so the mind holds on to what it knows. But a guru, one who is acting from that state of enlightenment beyond duality, doesn't care if somebody wants to hear the nice things. What that state of enlightenment cares about is purity. It's just a channel of purity. And so purity is going to come through. And sometimes, like I said, for people who are not operating from that place of purity, and that can be me in moments, that can be you in moments, we all have this within us. Um, it is jarring to that sense of, I want things to make sense and I want there to be a right and a wrong. It's actually, it can really break the mind. And this is why it's important to do the work of moving into the heart, not because we need to be lovey-dovey through this process, not because the heart is like all-encompassing love in the way that our mind tries to understand it, but because doing that work of moving into the heart saves our asses when our minds are breaking. It saves us. It keeps us from going totally crazy because the mind is going to break. It's going to break again and again and again as that tether of um, attachment to the way that reality needs to be loosens. We need a home base and that home base is the heart and the heart is connected to our true selves. The heart is the portal to our enlightened state of who we are, you know, not the emotional heart, the true heart, the emotional heart is wrapped up in duality. The true heart is pure. It's purity and purity is who you are. And when you are in that state of purity, you are channeling the truth of your essence. You're in a place beyond duality. And, and that is the difference between being psychotic and being enlightened. <laughs> and that realization was just so beautiful. Now, again, I, because of the person that I am and, and what I want to be in this life and what I'm choosing to be in this life, it's not enough for me to just know that. 
even if I experientially know it based on my lucidity in those moments where it's downloaded, I, for whatever reason, find it much easier to really help other people through whatever it is that I want to help them through if I have lived certain aspects of this. So I'm still pushing myself into those realms that are uncomfortable. I'm still feeling into it. I'm still, um, you know, exploring these sort of like outer boundaries and I'm also really enjoying it. And realizations like this do make me feel a lot more, I guess the word would be safe. Um, although that's quite dualistic, but it does, it makes me feel secure in what I'm exploring because I recognize that there's tremendous overwhelming love behind it because what was scaring me is going into these realms. And I thought, am I a psychopath? Am I going to lose my mind? Am I going to lose myself in this exploration? And while that's entirely possible, still, I, I say that that's, you know, just fine. Um, it's not going to happen for me because I can feel the motivation behind it and I can feel what I want and I'm still guiding this whole process. And I just looked up, it's 1111. I'm still guiding this process through my consciousness and all of these choices that I'm making are mine. So I may be compelled towards certain things, but I believe that being compelled to something is just our soul, you know, motivating our practice, our life practice. Um, and I, I will say that when we go to the edges of, of reality, when we push into those edges, you know, why do we do plant medicine? Why do we do breath work or sacred sexuality practices? Why do we dive in that deep? Because when we push to those edges, we actually become whole. We become whole within our physical, emotional, spiritual, psychological, all of those aspects become whole because if we never face something, if we're afraid to turn the light on and peer into, you know, if we're afraid to open that door and look into the darkness and not know and risk, take that risk, that's where we discover that we're infinite. If we don't look into the blackness, we'll never see that we exist everywhere because we do. We exist everywhere in all things. We are, we are infinite. We are the all that is. Um, and so that's why we explore through plant medicine. That's why we explore through our consciousness without plant medicine. It's why we explore in all realms. We want to test the limits of our creativity. We want to know our infinite nature and we become whole as we explore those boundaries um, and, and it unifies, it unifies that duality when we allow ourselves to go there. If we don't allow ourselves to go there, then there are parts of us that are always going to be, um, incomplete. And again, I'm not saying, you know, go out and like murder everyone so that you can discover that 
reality is a game. I'm definitely not saying that because remember all of this is motivated through that purity and that purity. I can tell you right now, it is, it is love. I have never felt more love than in those moments of purity. And I had one of those moments just a little bit ago where I felt why I was exploring these realms. I felt it. It's love. It's pure love. Not the sort of love that placates the people around me. Not the sort of love that even placates myself and says, sure, if you want to like skip over this, that's fine. It's, it's the kind of love that says I am infinite and pure and, and safe and whole and willing to explore those boundaries because I know, I know what everything is. <laughs> um, the basis of all, of all is love on that divine level. So I'll leave you with that and um, let me know how this, how this episode has hit you. Uh, if you have your own experiences, I'd love to hear them. And until next time, have a beautiful day. Bye.